Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. And this month, we have chosen a theme that is very fitting of this month. And I know what you're thinking, Valentine's Day, but it's not. We chose the Olympics, Winter Olympics to be specific. Because It's not yep. Valentine's Day, not Valentine's Day. We no okay so <laughs> yes we went with we, <laughs> we could keep going with the yeah. song or we could just get moving along. Yeah. Uh, no, we chose Winter Olympic uh, themed movies, um, and I think all three are pretty great movies. Yeah, uh, gonna be honest with you. Yeah, well, I'll get I'll get into this. We cho- we chose Cool Runnings for this week, and I'm really excited to talk about it I because am too. Cool Runnings is yeah Cool Runnings is pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's, uh, well, uh, okay, yeah. Now we'll talk about let's it. Let's just get we'll into it. it. But uh, as always, uh, before we get into our movie of the week, we are going to talk about some bro down. And uh, my bro down is going to kind of tie in with our theme for the month. So I'm going to let Mr. Diggs, a.k.a. Daniel Hunter Jones, start us off with his bro down. Hey. Uh, this is uh, something I wanted to talk about because it definitely doesn't deserve its own full podcast episode. Um I was a fan just this past week. I, I've been a fan of the Cloverfield movies for pretty much as you know since they've come out. And so uh, the original came out, Shaky Cam, and it ended up being an incredible movie. I loved it. And then a couple of years ago, Ten Cloverfield Lane came out, and it really blew my mind. And uh, I've gotten some information about that, how it was kind of like a standalone script, and then J.J. Abrams took that and kind of tied it in with the Cloverfield universe. And so during the Super Bowl this last week, uh, they debuted a trailer for the new Cloverfield movie and said it was going to be on Netflix. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And then at the end of the Super Bowl, it was like now available on Netflix. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. Um, (laughs) And so I watched it and I know you watched it. And so I just kind of wanted to have a little conversation really quick because I don't think it deserves a, a whole episode, but just maybe a, a and short. I don't want to, and I don't want to give any spoilers on it either because yeah. it, it is the type of thing that I think that it is worth watching and I don't want to spoil anything that happens during it. I agree. Um, real, real quick. I think that that is genius in itself of a marketing campaign for something for Netflix to pull that on us, to just drop a trailer for something that, Okay, I get it. Not that many people are that into Cloverfield, you know? Uh-huh. And I loved Cloverfield, the first one. I thought it was incredible. And Cloverfield Lane is fantastic as well. Um, and so when I saw that trailer in my head, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for that to come out. And then uh-huh. they're like, and it's available now. And uh, are you serious? <laughs> I can just go watch this now? And I had to wait till Wednesday, but even still, to find out, I didn't even know this movie was coming out. And then it's like, and you get I to know. watch it whenever you want now. I know. So, and I mean, that's just that's just such brilliant, brilliant marketing. And I think a lot of it has to do that maybe they didn't have the best movie on their hands. And so they're like, I well, know. how can we get people to watch this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you realize, you realize in hindsight... <laughs> Why yeah. it probably happened the way it did. Yeah, but exactly. At first, it seemed but incredible. But if they can, 
if they can pull stuff like that off, though, I mean, that's really cool. That's yeah, really cool that in this, in this day and age that we all have Netflix and that we can all just, you know, immediately watch something. It's immediate gratification. So I, yeah. I thought that that was incredible. And how much money did they not have to spend on a marketing campaign? They spent, like, what, like $4 million or something Probably. on a Super Bowl spot? Yeah, Super and Bowl it's spot like, and, uh, a and that's it. cool... It's know, really all the marketing that you it. have to do, probably. So, I mean, I, I thought it was... Uh, yeah, it was a, that was genius. Uh, the movie, on the other hand... Uh, not so genius. Not uh, so genius. <laughs> not so genius. I, I don't want to get into the specifics of it. I think that it started out really well, and then it kind of just escalated into something else. Um, and it, I mean, it was fine. It was great. Uh, I actually think that I was pretty on board with it until like the last like Dude, minute. Dude, exactly. Um, me too. It, it was like I watched the entire thing, going, you know, I've heard some negative criticisms this week. And I don't understand that. It's this is pretty good so far. Like it's not bad. It's not a movie that I'm gonna hate. And then uh, I kept watching, kept watching, and I stayed pretty into it the entire time. And then the movie ended, and as soon as it ended, I realized that I didn't like it. It was so weird. Yeah. It yeah. ended, and I was like, "Oh, actually, I never want to watch that again." And I'm actually really disappointed right now. <laughs> it kind of just yeah. hit me out of nowhere, where I was like, "Oh, that stinks." So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should have like a little Cloverfield talk after Cool Runnings or something. We can spend like 10 minutes talking about spoilers that or something sounds good. real quick. Yeah, that sounds good. We should good. do that actually. So, okay, we're going to we're going to put a uh put a what is it? Put a paradox? No. No. We're going to put that on hold for a second. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put a dimension in between. Oh, this gosh. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna, but we're going to shoot to some other part of the galaxy in which we talk about uh, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> oh, um, we'll talk about Cloverfield after this episode. So stay tuned after if you want to hear the spoilers for Cloverfield Lane. Or not Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox, Paradox. Excuse me. Um, but so we are starting out the Winter Olympics uh, movie month. And we're going to be talking about a couple of them. But since it is the start of the month, I kind of just wanted to get a, uh, a feel for how much you enjoy the Olympics, the Winter Olympics specifically, uh, how much of a role they play in your life. Uh, if you, have you ever been? Have you ever participated? Do you have any medals? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll say that, like, uh, so I'm, I'm a huge fan of any international sports competition. Like, I think that the World Cup is fantastic. Uh, I always get really into that. Um, I think that I often enjoy the Olympics more than the World Cups only because uh, the United States never does well in the World Cup. Go, you know, you know looking forward have, to the United States in the next one, though. They're all going to be great this summer. Can't wait. It's They're going to be, be awesome. excellent. Uh, Not so disappointing. There. Why? But I mean, but you can always look forward to the Olympics. And I mean, it kind of sucks because we do live in the United States and the United States always just shows up and dominates a lot of different categories. Um, but there is something to be said for watching these individuals that are just very talented at what they do. And, you know, you there's something that we have you know, we're associated with them in some way. Like that dude, Red, uh, Red something, that guy that won the snowboarding the 17 year old gold kid. medal. Yeah. Yeah. That was like cool. when he, when he won last night, I was just like, yes, this dude, he got it, you yeah. know, because he's just some 17 year old from Colorado. And it's just fantastic that he just did that, you yeah. know? And so I, I think that the Olympics are so fun and I just get so into it every freaking time. Um, and like, 
Well, you go you go ahead. How, how much do you love the Olympics? I think you're on the same page that I am. Uh, here. I'm the opposite. I do not support. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, hate them. I absolutely hate the Olympics. No, um, I I love it, man. It's a you know at this last summer Olympics, seeing what Michael Phelps did was one of the coolest things I feel like I've ever been a part of. It's so awesome just to be a part of a uh, a country, a part of a, a team that can do something like that since he is the you know a part of the united states you feel like you have the smallest little hand in that you know and uh it's pretty great and also seeing all the other countries and uh you know this movie that we're about to talk about um it it's a really uh unifying thing and, and I, I love it uh, the winter olympics are a little bit different um Actually, for a long time until I've maybe I've gotten a little older and I've started watching the Summer Olympics more, I was a way bigger fan of the Winter Olympics. And I still am a little bit more partial to the Winter Olympics just because, uh, man, back in the day, Apollo Anton Ono speed skating, like that was the most exciting thing ever. His bandana and the goatee. You can't, can't joke about that goatee. We all remember that. Um, I love Apollo, dude. I think that here's something that I was thinking. I wanted to wait to tell you this until we got on the podcast. I think that Apollo Anton Ono is mom's favorite athlete ever. <laughs> I think that she said the name of Apollo Anton Ono more times than she said any other athlete's name. I think so, too. Guaranteed. She said it so many times <laughs> when we were younger. Apollo Anton Ono. Whatever that Winter Olympics was that he was dominating, it was just like every time you talked about it, like, oh, Apollo, Apollo. Oh, so and Apollo like, Anton Ono is just the best. Oh, Apollo, <laughs> Apollo Anton Ono is on Dancing with the Stars, Dave. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, yeah, then he was on Dancing <laughs> you know? with the Stars. Um, uh, our mom's but, adorable. She is. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's great. Sean White as well. I mean, the, the I'm so excited for him to compete. And I'm so stoked. Uh, I'm a little worried because he's a little older than a lot of the contestants now. A little bit older. I mean, it's not like he's this that old. This is his old. fourth Olympics, yeah. and he's 31 years old. 31. Um, and he's been in four. If he were to pull like some sort of Michael Phelps on this Olympics, it would be the coolest thing ever. But you can't expect yeah. somebody to be to be superhuman, you know, as much as you want them yeah. to be. So we'll see. But is he is he only competing in the half pipe? I don't know. Is that yeah, his maybe, only maybe he might be, I don't know. Because he used to do like the big air. He used to do all of it. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I think he's I think he's just going for gold in the half pipe and that that'll be a three peat. Not a, not a peat, a repeat, a three peat, or even a four peat. Or we're talking minimum no. four peat here, Bob. No, no, we're talking minimum eight peat here. Yeah, that's <laughs> minimum eight peat. Very um, exciting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, great. But at the end of the day, we're and we're going to talk about this in another movie. But I think that I think that the Winter Olympics does come down to the figure skating because every time figure skating is on, I'm like. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm so excited. It's so for these intense. People to just, it's dude. It's such a big stage, and it's such a technical and difficult sport to do. What they are doing is incredible. I know. I was watching just the you know the different like I think it was the Israelis last night that did something that I was like, man, you just threw her. I know. <laughs> you you know? just throw them. And, the Americans had a really tough one. He like threw her and caught her and then her said, I don't know. It's just wild to me. It's unbelievable. And they're like husband and that. wife. That's the funny thing about the Americans. It's Give me a break. Too cute. I know. Where are they finding these people? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, we're husband and wife and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like, know? forget Brangelina. Why aren't we tapped into what these guys are doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's pay attention to more and more interesting power couples. How could you right? get, yeah. How can you get a better story than that? 
It's just incredible. I know. Our house was yeah, destroyed so anyway, by a I just, tornado, yeah. and his house was thrown into mine, and we met, saving the life of a family of ducks that were, <laughs> you know, you're like, what? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> What's the one in? I think it's the uh, in uh, We Were Soldiers when the guy is talking about how both of his great grandfathers like got their or his grandfathers got their legs blown off in um, like World War One, I, I think, and then they were buying two different they were buying shoes and they wore the same size shoe and so then they would always get together and buy a pair of shoes together because they lost the opposite feet and then they both had kids and then their uh, their kids got married. Isn't that fun? Uh, yeah, moving on. So, um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's a good, it's a good scene from a completely a irrelevant. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that one out. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm way into the Olympics. I get so excited for it and I just love to soak up every minute of it. It's actually on right now and we're recording late, so I apologize if we have to miss something. I know, I'm it, just so. looking over my shoulder. What's going on? I literally over there? Oh, um it's some sort of ice skating duo. No, it's men's. It's uh, men's something. Is it? Yeah, it's men's uh, Is Chen going and we're gonna Chen's miss it gonna right go. now? We might miss it. Hey, you gotta do oh, what you gotta do gosh. for the podcast. We, you know that's right. We're sacrificing watching the Olympics we right love now it. for everybody here. So anyway, well that's great. Yeah, looking forward to the winter, the rest of the Winter Olympics, and maybe we'll do an update here in another week or two to talk about uh, how everything went and what our favorite parts were of these Olympics. So, yeah. Other than yeah, that, definitely. without further ado, should we talk about the film Cool Running? Cool Running. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Man, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's dig in. All right. So here's here's my thing. Um, we picked three different movies for this Winter Olympic movie month, and I was looking forward to this one the least. Yeah. Like, by far. Yeah. And now, after watching it, I was like, man, I really like the movie Cool Runnings, and it is, it's so funny because even within, like, the first 45 minutes, I was like... All right. I know. Cool yeah. Fun yeah. movie. Great stuff. We remember. My goodness, though. That last, like, half hour of this movie, when they actually get to the Olympics, is so good. Yeah. Gave yeah, me the gets... feels all over. I'm yeah. getting chills from, like, multiple different lines. The music got really good. I mean, I, I was just absolutely pumped. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know, man. I am I'm a huge fan of Cool Runnings. That was fantastic. Uh, I haven't was... seen it in a long time, and it was very nice to sit down and watch it. So I think it was voted uh, something I, I was reading online earlier. It was voted like the number one family friendly movie of all time, <laughs> like over a lot of other movies. It's hilarious. Like um, I, I completely agree with you. This was the one movie out of the whole mix this month that I was like, all eh, right, I put it off for so long. I just watched me it. too. Like I watched it right before this. And uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I watched it and I was like, man, that is so good. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's great. also though, here's the thing. It's more of a cool story than it is a good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd agree, but I, I think, think well, they do good jobs within the movie. Like, I feel like as far as like character development goes, they did a really good job and they kind of spend time with each character and you understand the motives behind everybody. 
and then it all kind of comes together in the end. Like I felt like it, it did a pretty good job with it. Um, I think it's like the ultimate. It's it's pretty heavy on the cheese, yeah, and pretty cliche with a lot of the characters. Uh-huh. But that's okay, yeah, because we're watching. You're watching a a Disney '90s movie, G you know, movie. This exactly is it rated G? Rated G. No way, it's rated PG. It's G. He says, he says the A word. Oh, it's PG. It's PG. Yeah, he had to. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's along the same lines like Honey, We Shrunk the Kids, or uh, yep. what's the other one? Operation Dumbo Drop, which will come up later. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have the long discussion on later. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that one in another month while we're talking about Vietnam films. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, so it's it's along those those types of movies, and you know it's it's very cheesy, a lot of cheese ball stuff going on, but it's a fantastic movie, and it gets you in the feels, and it gets you everywhere you need to go. So, um, just to talk the logistics of it, I didn't look up too much about how this movie was made or anything really about it. I don't know if you'd have anything that you wanted to contribute to the, the discussion, um, but a good starting point would be uh, director John Turtletob. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, I think so. Turtle. Yeah, yeah, Turtletob. Yeah, don't know much about him, but uh, he uh, did a fine job with National this. Treasure. Um, That's right. That's the one I, I was enjoyed. thinking of. Phenomenon. Love National with, Treasure. Uh, Travolta. John Travolta. Um, Not as good. There's a couple other ones, I think. While You Were Sleeping. Um, mm. Jericho. Joshua Fitz, the Battle of Jericho. No. Um, hey, Rush Hour, the TV series. One episode, the pilot in 2016, looks like it got shut down. Um, <laughs> looks, like, looks like it didn't make it. <laughs> you know what his biggest claim to fame should be, though, is a 1992 classic entitled Three Ninjas. Oh, that's right. He made Three Ninjas. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was solid for me for two years, for sure. 92, Three Ninjas, and then 1993, he comes out with Cool Runnings. Boom. He gets... He gets the award for that, man. Those are two staples of my childhood. Yeah, I'd probably say, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely those. Two I'd rather. Years. Can we just do three ninjas? Actually, I know. Just so my favorite character is probably Colt, easily because Colt. he has the biggest character arc. No, Tom Tom's um, <laughs> my favorite. Grandpa, easily grandpa, easily grandpa. Not Rocky though. Rocky's not. Rocky no, Emily. loves Emily. I was gonna say, Emily's my lo- favorite character. Yeah, Emily. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, director John Turtletop. There you go. Great guy. Turtletop. Has some absolute classics. Um, and then we have a couple more uh, notable figures. Let's talk about Hans Zimmer, though. What do you think of the score, baby? It's it's mm. hilarious because I was what I had just started this movie earlier, and you know, like we just talked about, like I wasn't that excited about it. And <laughs> I'm, it's going through the credits on the screen in Hans Zimmer's name. Just pops up music by Hans Zimmer, and I was like, "Really?" It's the same thing I did. I was like, "Okay." Uh, so yeah, the score was it was funny. It was like a 1992. There wasn't there wasn't too much to it, but he did have some like kind of emotional. There was a couple stuff little swelling end. scores really that were good, good. but yeah, it's just yeah. hilarious. That was very funny to me that he did that. Um, John Candy. Uh, here's my thing with John Candy in this movie. Um, obviously. Always love John Candy, and he's a terrific actor and does a great job. But this movie, he's not the comic relief. 
And it's weird to see a movie Absolutely. where John Candy, he's not the funny part of the movie, and they really don't use him for comedy throughout the movie. And so I think that's one part of the movie where I think it could have been improved had they had they let John Candy get a couple of funny one line like line one liners out. You know what yeah, I mean? He kind of played like a tough he, guy ish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a really good character, and I actually really like John Candy's character. It's just the whole time I was kind of like, I, you know, John Candy hasn't made me laugh this entire movie. It's weird, really. It's really weird. You know, especially well, let, we'll get into his introduction. Because Did you know that, that was, this is uh, uh, this was his last film? No, Wagons West or East or whatever it is. Was he had his last like one. he had a brief like stint in that, but this is his last full film of like completion. Oh, right. That he made it all the okay. way through. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because he also, I mean, you know, with all due respect, he doesn't look very good. He doesn't look his best. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he's not too healthy, but it sucks. We yeah. love you, John, Miss John Candy. Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, how about, we don't really need to go into like all all the Jamaican guys because, well, two of them we don't even need to talk about because they didn't have much of a career before or after. Uh, but... What about let's talk about Dougie Doug for a second because as Sanka, yeah. uh, Dougie Doug hits goes on a little bit of a hot streak. He has run, or has a cool runnings, and then he has that darn cat, and then that darn cat. What was that? It was some Disney Channel original movie. Oh, okay, it's not Alley Cats. It was that darn cat. <laughs> so and not uh, Josie and the Pussycats. So. A lot to be confused by there. Yeah. Uh, but and then he did Operation Dumbo Drop with Dennis Leary and uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Danny. Uh, <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> uh, who would have done a better job in, in Dumbo Drop, Danny Glover or Morgan Freeman? Probably Morgan Freeman. I think so. Morgan too. Freeman can take the cake pretty much over anything usually. Yeah, probably. Um, he was in the Cosby so, Show a little bit too. Oh, great, Dougie Doug, miss him. He did a great. He had a great stint. Had a great couple of years. Um, and then we also have Leon. Yeah, Leon is Derry's. Uh, I don't really know one name. I know that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, one name. <laughs> one name. One name. What are you, Madonna? Gosh. Why does this guy have one name? I wish I would have looked into it. Why does he have one name? I should have looked into he's that, like too. Not even, he's not even a big actor. Like, he's only been in a couple other things that I've noticed. Uh, or It's just Leon, okay? I saw that because he comes up in the credits, and he's, like, the first one billed. And it just says Leon. Isn't that weird? Yeah, see, I noticed that earlier. And why, what's, yeah, what's up with the one name thing? How do you even get that to happen? I think you could legally change your name to just to one technically whatever you want, right? I don't know where his original country of origin is. Is he uh, an actually Jamaican guy? Because his no, he's yeah, because his accent I don't think was his accent didn't sound spot on to me. See, that was he's the one thing I Jamaican. actually I wrote down right at the beginning of the movie. I said uh, Doris is cheesy, <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. and then you know throughout the movie the movie went on, and I you know. I got along with it and I was fine with it, but um, yeah, his accent is not not the best. And apparently, they had a hard time during filming with a lot of the accents, and they ended up having like Sanka change his a little bit. Then his ended up sounding more like Trinidad ish, and then 
It wasn't even very wow. Jamaican. Yeah, it's a funny story, but yeah, I guess you'd have to be there like I was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> Darius was not. <laughs> he was not my favorite character by far. I think that he's probably like the least. Well, he has good moments, but overall, I wasn't. I wasn't into him at all. He didn't capture uh, me as a main character. He really didn't. Like no, as like the, the no. pillar. And I think a lot of it has to. On. I think a lot of it has to do with the acting too. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just Leon. That guy is not great, and his lips are way too big. Well, they, it's not that they're too big; they're just weird. <laughs> they're like curved or something. There's something going yeah. on with them. And, More distracting uh, lips, Leon or Julia Roberts. And you can, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Answer the question, <laughs> Leon. <laughs> <laughs> um, More distracting you, you know, lips, Leon you know, or the bad guy from The Mask? <laughs> God. Bad guy from The Mask. Yeah, okay. Um, Anyways, you notice it, though. Point. Well, you notice it in the, the kissing booth scene, which I wanted to bring up. Because isn't that a little inappropriate? What a jerk. Wasn't that whole thing like just a, a little inappropriate? Like, his girlfriend is there. I mean, he has a girlfriend that he clearly lives with. Um, it, well, maybe she was his wife. I don't know wife. if he ever got that he lives with. Maybe it's his wife. And then he's yeah. going, you know, to an open public place and like kissing, and kissing? other women. You know, isn't uh, he a teacher? She said you have like you have papers to grade or something too. They didn't expand on that backstory at all. Really, I don't remember. No. I'd like to know what else he does other than running. You know, besides having one name. Besides having one name and doing a bad Jamaican accent. So, yeah, overall, uh, two thumbs down uh, on Leon from both of us here. We were not huge fans of that actor. Dougie Doug, on the other hand, I'm all in on. I'm all in on Dougie Doug. Dougie, 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 yeah. Dougie. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I love Dougie Doug, man. Sanka is, well, I'll, I'm going to talk about him, so. Um, Shoot. I, I guess oh, we're boy. <laughs> we're in a pickle. Oh, no. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Malik Yoba, um, who plays Yul Brenner. <laughs> the lyrical Yul Brenner. Um, yeah, he's fine. He, uh, you know, I have a funny line written down. Uh, he's like, I'll kick your butt to Senka. And Senka's like, how about, I dr- how about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? <laughs> 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 I like that. But, okay, so fun fact about Malik Yoba. In his audition, he wrote that song. The some people say they know they can't believe Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. So, like, in the audition, they were like, all right, just fool around, do something. Maybe you just won the race or something. And he sang that song. And acted like he ad-libbed it or whatever, but he actually had, like, pre-planned that. And then it ended up making it into the movie, and then he ended up getting signed <laughs> after the movie because he wrote that song. What do you mean, signed? He got, like, signed to some record label. I don't know. I was reading it earlier. Oh, well, that was top of the charts for a while. Remember that <laughs> oh, period yeah. of time where, like, kept knocked popping out up on MJ, the end. Knocked Cop- out everything. one one nine people, you know, they can't believe. <laughs> I mean, that was everybody's thing for so long. We all remember that. They just played it, like, six times in a row on loop. No background music, just four yeah. guys chanting it again and Gosh. again. <gasps> like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> but, yeah, that's um, the... He was, that's he was good, uh... I didn't I didn't love Junior though. Junior has good moments. 
not the greatest acting performance. Yeah, I would say, though. his story was, uh, you know, kind of understandable and stuff, and they set that up. Um, he actually has. I, a, I like the character. I like the character arc. I like what his character does. Just the acting. There's just there's just a couple moments where I do not believe that kid. Yeah. And I mean, that's I mean, whatever. Well, you want to know like, a funny story about him? <laughs> go ahead. A little research on him as well. He was uh, the intern um, for the studio, and he was just the line reader to the actors. And then they ended up just liking him so much that he ended up just sitting in, and then they ended up just giving him the part. Jeez, wish we had taken a minute to. I look know. Around Can a we just take? I mean, <laughs> just take a breath. I know it's know? a small part, but I think we can do better than this. Gordon's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's fine. He's fine, though. It's not like he's. It's not like he was horrible or anything. I mean, he was fine. I thought that him and Yul Brenner were just. They were fine. Yul Brenner was actually really good. Um, yeah, he's not but, bad. He, yeah, Yul Brenner's acting wasn't bad. That's yeah. It. Um, oh, but of. yeah, Doris. I wish that Doris would have been somebody different. Well, honestly. they they had Denzel. <laughs> they, they wanted no. They wanted was like, he that young? They wanted Denzel Washington and Eddie Murphy. No kidding for him and Sanka, and then they just like both of them turned it down just because of the money. Could you imagine Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Get on up! It's Bob's that time. The laugh, like oh geez. Um, so well, anyway, uh, yeah, so great stuff, but let's dig into the movie here. Uh, just a couple, just to talk about a little bit, let's go pre Olympics. Any, anything that stood out in the movie before they actually get to the Olympics? Um, I thought that the whole intro was actually pretty good. I liked kind of getting a look around Jamaica. Um, I thought that the dynamic between a lot of the people that, um, that were rooting them on and kind of setting up characters for later was super fun and very enjoyable. Um, also a lot of good montage in this film, this movie, I mean, this movie heavily relies on montage, I know. um, but them learning how to learn them, learning how to bobsled on the rickety bobsled, I thought was very fun. Um, all those montages at the beginning are great. Uh, but what did you think about the, the introduction to John Candy's character? Uh, well, like you said, like the, how he's not that funny in this movie, it was just super he was just super interesting. Like, I kept thinking he was going to do something funny, but then he was just kind of like a stickler and kind of just angry and washed up. He was pretty, I mean, he was, I guess he did it pretty well. But, uh, yeah, the intro was, you know, like he destroys the radio and then he's, then they're just kind of following him around and they're in like the, you know, the stall at one point in the bathroom and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. If we're picking a least favorite scene, that's mine. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think that his character starts to get so good when he jumps on board and is like, okay, I'm in. I'll yeah. be your coach. But that like two minute scene where it just shows him like beating up the radio and then he tells them no and they're popping up in the bathroom stall and at the window and stuff. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, what is this? Yeah. It's just cheesy 90s something so i don't know i mean i i get it i guess it was just it was just weird to me and i didn't like that not one bit not um, one <laughs> bit um. <laughs> but so uh i wasn't a huge fan of that but um 
I did like the I like Sanka as the push cart driver. That was fun. I like to that me. too. And I loved how his little workers, it goes by everybody and everybody's his adults, and he just has like three little kids <laughs> working on it. I know. You know. He's just like sitting there. What does he say? Like uh they make up the song I about know. how Sanka's so Sanka, great and then he goes, Get back to work. Get back to work. Um Yeah, that was yeah he's got the little <laughs> little kids doing all his work. Yeah, that was funny. Um I thought the race was just it's just sad you know because that one guy junior walks up and is like hi nice to meet you oh good luck nice to meet you good luck and then he just trips them both on accident you're just like oh man i don't know that was just all that's just unfortunate maybe they did a good job i did feel you know you feel so bad for that junior character because it's like man you're like oh you idiot like you just knocked out like the top two runners for the olympics from jamaica jamaica yeah, definitely Darius would have been. And Darius just was, takes it with a grain of salt. He immediately is like, oh, can, well, can I do the... Do and the, I don't know how much of this is, like, accurate to the true story. Oh, it's, I think it's that not. It's not at all. Is it not? No, it's it's based on a true story of, like, a Jamaican bobsled team. But actually what happened was uh, these two American guys um, were in Jamaica, and they saw, like, the push cart derby thing. And they got that idea, and they actually ended up taking three guys from the Jamaican army. Um, like, the government just took, like, three guys from the army, and then there was, like, one business guy, and they ended up going. And they competed, um, and they weren't, like, the laughing stock at all, actually. They were, like, celebrated and being there and stuff like that. And they didn't, like, they did end up crashing, but they didn't, like, carry their sled or anything like that, but. Then what is this movie? I know, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not the same at all. Um, but it's, jeez, but it's cool. But it's a good movie. I mean, yeah, it is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's okay. Well, I just I thought that it was more accurate than I imagined that like a lot of the lead up and stuff. But I thought a lot of the stuff in the Olympics was fairly representative of what happened. So, yeah. Should have taken a minute to actually look stuff up a little bit. <laughs> no, it's all right. See what you got no. the digs for. I dig um, into information. Yeah, that's great. Uh, okay, well, that's that's interesting. So that kind of ruins the movie in a lot of ways for me. So, uh, <laughs> so no, done. I don't even. Yeah. So this is over. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, I did. I did like a lot of the stuff when they're at home and trying to raise money. Kissing booth was weird. That was one of my favorite Sanka bits, though. Is when I he know. gets up there and it's the old lady with no teeth. Like the way she like. Oh god. He's like, no. Dude, that's the thing is, I remember being younger and really liking Sanka, and then I was like, I'm not going to like him as much this time because he's got the little kid jokey humor. Yeah. It's just not going to go over that well. I was still so entertained. 100% and still just... only on board for Sanka. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, man. Really, I would say total. Well, yeah, I mean, we can just spoil it. I mean, he's he's MVP for sure, I'd say. Best character in yeah. the movie. <laughs> he's the best. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. Should we just bust into favorite character, favorite scene? And yeah, favorite why not? Let's just talk here. about Sanka. Is there anything bit. before that that we need to talk about too much? Because I, I could spend some time talking about Sanka here. Um, he's uh, definitely yeah. he's my favorite character uh, just because in a movie where a lot of the characters aren't fantastic, uh, he's a well-written character, and he's also uh, hilarious. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I like his character for the writing, and I also like his character for the jokes that he has. And I think that Dougie Doug sells it. I never, like, don't believe that Sanka is just this really funny human being that just is operating and very... He seems Jamaican. He does. You know? He seems, he like, seems a like a Jamaican, Jamaican guy. guy. He's, yeah, he seems true to the spirit of Jamaica, which I've never been to Jamaica, and I don't really know anybody from Jamaica, but I hope that they're all like Sanka. So I hope so, too. You know, because, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love him too, man. He's just, uh, you know, like you said, when I was younger, didn't really know what was going on in the movie, just laughed at Sanka. He stuck out and I just loved him. Got a little bit older, wasn't really following the movie very much. <laughs> laughed at Sanka when he was on the screen, <laughs> you know, um, it's like the same thing. Um, yeah, he's great, though. He really sells it. Uh, he has so many freaking funny lines. I, I love I love at the beginning when he's talking to Doris and he makes him say the whole blah 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 speech of like you're my best friend oh, yeah, you know, we've Sanka, been through a whole heap together for a long time. Um, heap 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 and then he finally finishes it and he goes forget it <laughs> and walks away and then he changes it but like he's just funny he's really well written and uh, he just yeah. He's just great. He's the comic relief. He is the comic relief in this movie. There's funny parts about this movie, but like as a whole, he pretty much is that plug in this thing that makes it kind of turn and makes you keep going with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. He absolutely holds this movie together. It would have fallen apart without him. So Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been them in the last race. Yeah. Doing really good, completely off the rails. So (laughs) yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Senko was Senko was fantastic. So Absolutely. Love him the best. Um, but let's, so now that we got favorite character out of the way, uh, what do you think about when they actually get to the Olympics, though? I think that we can spend a little bit of time talking about this period when they get to oh, the Olympics. Oh, hey, Jamaica. Oh, hey, Jamaica. Well, I thought that, I thought that the fish out of water, uh, fish out of water bit was really interesting. You know, a bunch of Jamaicans getting to Calgary and experiencing what was like negative 26 or negative yeah, 16 or something that, when yeah. they show up. And Sanka goes into his bag and puts, puts on every single layer clothes, that he possibly can. Including the bag. <laughs> yeah, including the bag. <laughs> I thought that that was really funny. I really enjoyed that. Um, pretty much everything to do with them feeling super cold and not being used to it was good. Also, when he snaps his hair off, when he's like sitting in the ice cream thing. I love that bit too. I kind of wondered how yeah. they did that a little bit. It's probably, maybe it's just fake hair. So it was probably a piece of fake hair. Yeah. I mean, it's probably actually really easy to good do. dreadlocks. He's got great dreadlocks. Better dreadlocks, him or Whoopi? <laughs> I don't know. Big whoop. <laughs> Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dang it! Ah, oh, I was trying to remember the title to Sister Act Two. I was gonna say that back in action. Is that what it is? Back in the habit. Back in the habit. I was gonna say, oh, we're back in the habit. <laughs> gonna, ah, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't think of anything. Back to else. cool what running. Is, what? Color purple. That's Whoopi. She's in the color purple. I was trying to think of something else yeah. that Whoopi's been in besides Eddie, the one where she's the NBA basketball coach. Oh, gosh. What? <laughs> Wait, I forget that one. She was an NBA basketball no, coach? No, I think she – no, she doesn't – she's not the coach. She she owns a team. She, like, inherits or something, a team somehow, and she's, like, some nobody off the street, and suddenly she's in charge of a, uh, a huge NBA basketball franchise. And then, anyway, 
whatever. Man, these movies from the nineties really just skated I mean, there's on. There's so in, many. Skated there's on so in, many, skated man. on out. You know. Yeah. There's like the notables, crazy. like Air Bud or something like that. But um, oh gosh, they should have done an Air Bud bobsledding, don't you think? Well, there was a lot of different avenues that they didn't explore with Air Bud. Yeah. I mean, Best. heck, you could probably make a good Air Bud movie nowadays. <laughs> and like with like CGI and stuff. Well, yeah, and you yeah, have a real dog, but if you got like some good actors and <laughs> actually put together a good script, <laughs> like <laughs> you could make a good Dude, well, Air Bud how about, movie. How about this? Air Bud 8. Air, Air, no, Air Bud goes to the Winter Olympics. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about him figure skating. Uh, Air Bud skate. Air, Air Bud 3, dog on the luge. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty pops. It needs to be... <laughs> Airbud, Airbud Seven, penalty pups, <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows it's penalty pups, and it shows an entire litter of freaking. <laughs> it shows a whole thing of golden retrievers all dressed up in hockey and uniforms. <laughs> and then at the end of the at the end of the commercial, it does the 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 dog finally talks at the end of it, and he goes, "Puck yeah." <laughs> oh, and that's it. <laughs> oh, bow, wow. <laughs> They'd have so many good like dog puns. Airbud oh. five slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Airbud five slaps not. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, man. Slaps not. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a lot of uh that's a lot of uh dog puns. Great. Also, uh something else I wanted to mention was just kind of like the the relationship between Yul Brenner and Junior throughout the movie, you know, cuz Junior trips him in the race. He's one of the 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 three runners there. And so, you know, for a while he hates him. But then you kind of get to know Junior's character a little bit and, like, his motives. And then you kind of get to know Yul Brenner's a little bit, which... Uh, Yul Brenner's scene with the picture, um, it's so funny because it's Buckingham Palace. Oh. That that little scene, you know? Yeah, he pulls out the picture and he's like, that's Buckingham Palace, you you dumb-dumb. You know? But then mm-hmm. it ends up kind of getting emotional. And Junior, Junior gives a nice little speech there. Um, I think I have that speech. Somewhere. Oh yeah, it says. Uh, Junior says, "Is this this isn't your favorite line, is it?" No, he says he doesn't have to be. All he has to do is know what he wants and work hard for it. And if he wants it bad enough, he'll get it. Look, believe me, Sanka. The more Yule Brenners we got making it in this world, the better off this world will be, especially for Jamaicans. Go ahead, Yule Brenner. Go get your palace. And that little man, line, that's a good line. It is a good line, you know. That one like totally flew by me. I like that scene, but gosh, that's great. Yeah, I liked that line a lot. That's a really good. That's a really good line, you know. And those two have a lot of stuff that is really good um, to me as well. Uh, I think when they go out to the bar together 
and uh, oh, yeah. you know, I see, that's not in any no. of your favorite. No, I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take nothing from nobody. Yeah. Again, like that whole scene is so good and it like and it really I feel like those two characters were at such odds and all of it's on Yul Brenner because he's just very uh resilient and um uh, holding holding back on even being friends with this guy and then they suddenly have these moments where they become friends a little bit and I really like that and then they get into the whole bar fight and it turns into a whole thing and uh, I thought that that scene was really good too because it, it leads it leads into um, it leads into some other stuff but uh, yeah I, I really enjoyed the relationship between those two I thought that they had good conversations and a lot of really good moments they so. do yeah yeah junior stuff with his dad and you know um, you're like and, come on man and, be a man you know you gotta gotta man up sometime yeah, that whole thing. And you know, this this is another one that was almost my favorite scene. Um and I hope this isn't taking away from yours. This nothing involving juniors or your favorite scene. No. Yeah. So I was eating some um, junior mints when, while I watched it, but Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you originally saw us on Nick Jr. Uh... Um but uh <laughs> Oh boy. Um but <laughs> when he finally turns his dad down. Yeah. I thought that was almost my favorite scene. Yeah. Um, because he says, uh, I'm a man and um, I'm st- I belong here or something like that. And then uh, when he turns around and Yule Brenner's leaning against the wall and he goes, you're one badass mother, Junior, or something yeah. like that. I was like, man, that is it's the so respect tight. Like, and it's, uh... oh, that was, that was such a good scene. That was such a good scene. Yeah. I loved that one. The, that was that was probably in my like top. Three, that's what I was saying honestly. with the with the character development thing because even though the acting was wasn't the strongest, it was pretty well written in those areas so that that scene was set up properly. You know, properly. It was it was really. I, I feel like Junior's story kind of culminated there, and it was it was nice. You know. <laughs> It's good right. It's good writing for it's good writing for Junior, but I think that Yule Brenner, whatever that actor's name, he he does a really good job. Uh-huh. He's actually really good in this movie. Um so yeah, I definitely appreciate that. But going back to where we were when they get into that bar fight and then uh oh, and then the coach Jamaicans. John Candy gets really Yeah, gets really mad at them. Oh man, yeah, talk about the Swiss guy for a second. Or I think he's East How German. I think that he's dude? from the East German team. Oh yeah, sorry. He, he's East Germany. And then Semi- the Swiss Jamaicans. are the people that uh Doris, yeah, Jamaicans. Oh hey, Jamaica. Oh, what's you going to do, Jamaica? What's you going to do, Jamaica? <laughs> what is it what are the oh man, I wish I could remember like the little one liners that he has when he's sitting there antagonizing them right before they go on their first like test run or whatever. Oh no. And Oh, you're going to hold the hand all the way down to oh, <laughs> gosh. Silly Jamaicans. That guy has just such a good face. And um, then at the I end of it, the... he like re- tries to like, have like a little redeeming moment and it's like, we'll see you in see four, in four years, years, in years. Jamaica. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. But you're yeah. like, no, that guy's not cool still. There's no <laughs> Yeah, is is if you're Doris, you'd be like, okay, well, I'm not. I hope I don't see you, you There's in no four work. years. Yeah. Yeah. We're not good, bro. We're not good. We'll never be good. You were a complete jerk to me. Yeah, so. exactly. You're not coming over and playing Monopoly or something. Like this is not <laughs> this is not a friendship. <laughs> we're not Yeah. We're not playing Pictionary and inviting the you know, this isn't it's not what that is. When did this take place? Is this eighty eight? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Year of my birth. Um 
I was trying to think because this is this is still <laughs> this is still right this is still right before the fall of the Soviet Union. So yeah. that's interesting. They didn't touch on that at all in this movie. Um, and anyway, but uh, yeah, I definitely really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed that guy. He was funny. Good. I think he's a good part of the movie. They should. They face a lot of adversity, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. From everybody thinking that they just are ridiculous, and then the Olympic Committee being embarrassed that they're there. I don't think that any of that is actually factual. But I did enjoy the kind of. Uh, hoops that they had to jump through to get where they're going um but so let's talk about it goes it goes from there and then they have the training montage and i do really like that training montage when the rise and shine it's butt whooping time. time yeah i mean how many times have you said that i've said that so many times i've to never people. said it i remember yeah okay yeah well i have <laughs> a lot <laughs> i've never said it but you go ahead uh no i probably yeah, said it when i, I, I have when we were younger um, but i like the training it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like I still say that. I mean, maybe. Well, that's kind of what I took that Could as. Be. Just now I'm like, well. No, no. It's not like a casual part of conversation for me anymore. But um, I <laughs> Every definitely Every morning enjoyed... waking up looking in the mirror, rise and shine. It's butt whooping time. <laughs> that's what I have a sticky note on my mirror that says rise and shine is butt whooping time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, do you have any of those like sticky notes that you put? Somewhere to remind yourself of something? No, no. I, I actually, after I watched uh, that movie, The Secret, I was putting sticky notes in places, but I stopped. I have one that says Carpe Diem that's like on my door as I leave, and I pat it with my hand right before I leave. Nice. Just to remind myself to seize the day. That a boy, that's Dave. A good one. That's, isn't that nice? That is good. Isn't that great? That is good. That's really yeah. good. Um, anyway. Oh. Sorry, I just got a phone call. Um, but uh, the montage was great. I love the snowballs from John Candy. That whole bit was great. And then they get to the scene where they qualify for the Olympics. And that is a great scene. It is. I love I love when they, you know, they push down the hill and they qualify. And it's so awesome. They all look back in anticipation yeah. of what their score is. And then they do. And John six. Candy yeah. freaks out. 59. Yeah, And, you know, we... We changed it to a minute flat. Is that okay? It's like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's so lame. That whole situation's so lame. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just a major bummer. But um, So I, I really enjoyed that scene, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, but I think that that is probably the scene where we should stop and get into our favorite scene and favorite lines. Definitely. Because we don't want to blow anything for either one of us. So my favorite scene occurs... Uh, when they are officially disqualified uh, for some reason, and then John Candy yeah. goes to appeal to the Olympics Committee. Is this yours? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Do you want me to read it? Or no, you read it. Do you have one that you have? Dude, you can have as backup. I I read the like Junior was kind of my backup. I have like another kind of funny one, but uh, Junior's was kind of my backup. So you read this because it is, if we're being honest, it's the best line in the movie. So. Totally, totally. Uh, all right, so he is appealing to the Olympics Committee and thus follows. Come on, Kurt. What you're doing here is wrong and you know it. Now, if this is about you and me, let's lay it all down now. All right, 16 years ago, I made the biggest mistake of my life. I cheated. I was stupid. I embarrassed myself. I embarrassed my country, my friends, my family, my teammates, and my coach. 
hey, if it's revenge you want, take it. Go ahead. Disqualify me. Banish me. Do whatever you want, but do it to me. It was me who let you down, Kurt. It wasn't my guys. They'd done everything you asked of them, and they did it with all of you laughing in their face. Hey, it doesn't matter tomorrow if they come in first or 50th. Those guys have earned the right to walk into that stadium and wave their nation's flag. That's the single greatest honor an athlete can ever have. That's what the Olympics are all about. 16 years ago, I forgot that. Don't you go and do the same. Yeah. And that that scene and that line, it just says so much to me about what the Olympics actually is. Because it's a great moment in this in the movie for that character admitting that he did something wrong and that he forgot what all of this was about. But I also love that they bring in, you know, that's the single biggest moment that an athlete can ever achieve is carrying in their nation's flag and walking in on the Olympics because the Olympics are something that they're so much bigger than every individual there. And they're so much bigger than the countries themselves. They're just this this bringing together of the international community and recognizing that we are all one people and that we should participate in this in this big event together and it's and it's beautiful i think that the the olympics bring countries together and they bring people together and they bring out the best of every individual that participates in them as well and for those that are viewing you know i think it's really interesting i work at a restaurant and i got to watch the olympics last night and there were a lot of guests in the restaurant and guys that honestly i wouldn't think would find any of it interesting but we were going back and forth talking about figure skating and how cool it is that certain people were representing their countries and i i think that times like these really bring out the best in people so that that line spoke to me on various different different levels but um i enjoy the meaning behind the line and john candy is freaking fantastic so doesn't get any better than that to me uh yeah it's funny it's almost reminiscent of look you want to hurt me go ahead if it makes you feel any better you know planes trains type of line because you know he says hey if it's revenge you want take it go ahead disqualify me banish me you know it's kind of it's just John Candy and his delivery, but also, yeah, I was I was gonna say that when we were talking about the Olympics earlier, um, this line is that true representation of what the Olympics means, and I think there's no better line or movie to start off this month that you know since we're talking about these um, and talking about the Olympics, then you know there's no better line than this one because that is the true representation of what we're all watching right now and what we're all a part of, and it's really special, man. It does. It tears people away from all their their minuscule problems or their first world problems, you know, and and makes you realize some sort of a bigger picture, you know. Um, this is one thing where the entire world unites. Heck, even North Korea is, you know, is uh, participating. Correct? Aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah. I mean, and during the opening ceremonies, North and South Korea walk together, which isn't the first time they've done that, but, but it is. You know, it's significant pretty insane. because it is um, in Pyeongchang in South Korea. And um, there was a, you know, uh, Kim Jong-un's sister was there. So, I mean, it was Azula. It was a big deal. It was really cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's insane, you know, that these Olympics are crazy. I can't even imagine representing your country. And I can't wait to get into more of these movies. I know that one of the movies we get to talk about this this month is one of my personal favorite movies. Um, it's easily in my top ten, so... Um, very, mm-hmm. very yeah. much looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it is the, the, the single greatest honor an athlete can ever have. They work day in, day out. You watch it in the summer Olympics as well. Um, Simone Biles, you know, the whole, all those floor routines and those girls and how crazy all of that is and how huge of a stage it is. And then coming to the figure skating now, it's just, 
it's crazy, man. And, you know, they finally all get the recognition that they deserve for all the hard work. So it's crazy. Agreed, man. Agreed. And, you know, there's there's a lot of events such as this that, you know, just about most of the Olympic events that, um, you know, you train for so long for a very, very small amount of time that you have to perform, you know, for these guys, you train so hard and then you have three runs on a bobsled all of about a minute each. I know. know, Yeah. You get to shoot down a hill three times and that's, that's what you'll forever be graded on. And same with like figure skating, same with gymnastics, same with, you know, every other train four years for a minute and a half. (laughs) you know exactly exactly but you have to have that dedication and that consistency to be able to nail something every Uh time and that's i mean that's it's incredible so anyway yeah i think that i'm glad that that was your favorite line too because that's yeah it works out great gosh are we just gonna be the same thing the whole way our father who art in calgary bobsled be thy name thy kingdom come gold medals won on earth as it is in turn seven with liberty and justice (laughs) for all for Jamaica and Haley Selassie. Amen. <laughs> that was that was a really good scene. That one I love that. I don't know if it's you know like pushing great? the border of like inappropriate or not. I kind of feel weird, but I guess not. You know, it's no. I think it's funny. It's John yeah, Candy. It's great. Yeah, John Candy, and that's like the one funny moment that he has. I mean, he has a couple, but you know what? The other the, one of my favorite scenes uh, that happens directly after that is when they call. And he answers the phone and goes, yeah, okay, I understand. Thank you. And then hangs up, and they're all, all looking at him in anticipation. And he goes, that was the Olympics committee. They said we're back in. Yeah. And then they all freak out yeah. and, like, hug on the couch. I just, that was, that scene was so cute to me. That is a good one. You know, one. it's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. You're going to make fun of me for saying cute again? No, I, I mean, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's a, it's a cute scene. What are you going to do? I'll let it sled in. I mean, slide in. Sorry. Uh, ah, very nice. I'm not going to bob around anymore. Oh, oh I, yeah, yeah, I a, just can't. Uh, how's it? <laughs> <laughs> how's it? <laughs> uh, a little, little Swiss cheesy. So go you go ahead with your favorite scene. Let's uh you uh, can you can start it off this time. This one, you know, I I wanted to pick something maybe kind of obscure and I kind of had one picked out, but then by the end of the movie, it was just it's the ending scene for me, to be honest. It's the one that makes me really feel something, you know. Um I teared up a little bit and welled up and it's just because of the the reason behind the whole end scene, you know, there's an entire country watching these guys and they're in the final run and they do so well in the beginning of it um, just for some screws and bolts to come loose and they just go hard into the wall, you know, and, and you know, kind of blow it. And then they pick up their sled, you know, off the ground because they have to finish the race and, you know, the entire world starts clapping for them and, Although it's absolutely fictional and didn't happen, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's really <laughs> it's really cool. You know, it's a really special scene mm-hmm. and makes you you know it signifies what happens at the Olympics or what can happen and what this means for people. So that was that was mm-hmm. my favorite scene. 
Uh, just to just to put that thought on pause for a minute, my my favorite scene is actually the race before that. Okay, is the the second to last race, um, and I I liked that one so much because I think the last race everybody is rooting for them so much. In the second race, or in the second to last race, that that one was so nice because. As soon as they start, they're like, "Wow, that was a good that was a good start off," you know. And the announcers kind of start rooting for them a little bit, and then they just go, they fly down the mountain and get a really good time, and everybody is just blown away, you know. And you can see, yeah. you know, Darius's wife is like, uh, "I hope they do better than yesterday," you know. Yeah. And then they just knock it out of the park, and all the Jamaican people at the back in the the little bar, or the little outside, uh, whatever, they're freaking out and losing their minds. And I mean, it's just it's such a cool scene, and I love seeing that. You know, they, they, um, they surprised everybody and they came out of nowhere and did really well. Yeah. And it was, I think that that, that scene was so cool to me. Um, and I think that you're correct. Like the last scene is the best scene in the movie, but I did enjoy that second to last race so much because it was less of everybody rooting for them and more of them, um, defying the talent and, exactly defying the odds and they were they were fantastic so that was that was my favorite part and uh yeah so i I really enjoyed that that second to last race i love it yeah no the second to last race is so good and it's just that's like the happy moment that you have you know in the movie that's Mm -hmm. the one moment where you're like yes you know the last race Mm -hmm. is kind of like oh man (laughs) you know like oh and then Mm -hmm. then they pick it up and you're like oh yeah (laughs) you know yeah in class yeah yeah that second to last race is very much a a firm you know tight fist and a yeah kind of reaction Mm -hmm. i'm gonna start going with you know and something that we (laughs) something that we didn't really talk about and i want to get back to the last race but i want to cover a couple of things just before we jump into the very end of the movie real quick Uh um I think that like when they get their uniforms and then they paint and name the name the sled, those are those are super big moments in the movie too. Um, when they name it Cool Runnings, Peace Be the Journey, uh, I really enjoy that scene. Um, and then also when they completely fail on the first day and they're talking about why it happened, and a lot of it is that Doris was talking about the Swiss so much and he was stressing everybody out. Yeah. And Sanka gives that speech about if you know if we speak Jamaican, we act Jamaican, we is Jamaican, then we sure as heck better bobsled yeah. Jamaican. Yeah. You know, like I thought that 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 scene was really good and that was a contender for me as well. Um, but and I love when they they come back in on that second race and the feel the rhythm feel the rhyme get on up it's bobsled time yeah. cool runnings and they like yell and the name of the sled out yeah. and then they kill it yeah i mean it's just that's such a good scene it's so awesome it's so yeah. great so i i love i love all of that stuff in between and then that night before when they go into the big race uh john candy and Therese have that uh conversation about him cheating and uh my whole life is about winning line, and your whole life yeah. becomes about yeah and if winning is everything, then you're not enough without it or whatever he said. How will I know so, when I'm enough? And he goes, when you get to the finish line, you'll know. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Great line. Great line. Um, Great line. But yeah, and then, it, and then it gets to the last race. And the last race is fantastic. The whole, everybody in Jamaica, like, losing their mind over it and wearing their shirts and all that stuff. And then I also really love the announcers before that that happens. I know they have the Jamaican and shirts on. 
I think I am too because yeah. they're talking about how the crowds like loving on Jamaica because they're just you know the well, total the heck would they go jams. <laughs> I, I know, dude. That was that was close to my favorite line because <laughs> it's very much like another big line that we're going to talk about in a future movie. But yeah. it's that was real. You yeah. know what I mean, right? That was like. That was straight out of an actual commentation from whatever happened. I'm not sure, but yeah, maybe. I, I didn't look that up, but I probably. I know that the the footage I think from that the wreck I think that is, is real. Is real. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that that line is too. I think that that's the, actually those two dudes commentating. So to heck with it or forget it, whatever. Forget go jams. It. Go jams. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> go jams. Oh, gosh. I just want Jamaica to do so well so I can always just say, I know, go so jams. Isn't Bolt, what's his name? Bolt. Hussein Bolt. Hussein Bolt. Isn't he from Jamaica? Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. I think he's Jamaican. Dang it, we should have done that during the Summer Olympics. We got to start thinking ahead thinking? with these things, pal. And we hadn't even done the podcast then. That's true. To heck with it. Yeah, Go jams. <laughs> Go jams. I love it. It's good. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, when they get into the race and then they crash and it's like, you know, and the, the Jamaicans setting record I know. Uh, record time here. It's like they're actually going to win yeah. if they were able to hold it. You know what I mean? It's so cool. And then and then they wreck. And it's very um I think a lot of it has to do with that conversation, you know, when you cross that finish line, you'll know. And a lot of it has to do with Darius's character arc because he wants to be a gold medalist and he wants to compete in the Olympics and and win and at the end of the day for him, it was simply the act of taking part in the Olympics and crossing that line in something that nobody thought that he could do. Yeah. And that, and that in itself, he won, you know yep. what I mean? And also it's a big redemption for John Candy's character too. Yep. You know, he was able to coach and help these guys get to this point. And it's not about winning. It's the fact that he got them there. Peace the be look, the journey. The look John Candy so gives Doris uh, at the end there when they're about to hug. It's a good, Oh, I know it's a good look. I love it. John Candy's so good, man. He is. He's so good. Uh, one of my favorites. It's really sad that he died like really shortly after. This. I know six months. It's weird watching something so close to that happening. You know, it's it's really weird when it's like. Uh, well, I guess you know it's always compared to like Heath Ledger's Joker or whatever. Especially though, mm-hmm. there was only one time I watched uh, Doctor Doctor Parnassus and the Imaginarium. Imaginarium. Dr. Parnassus, yeah, yeah. Doctor Parnassus. That one. That one's a weird one to watch too, because he like died midway through that. It's just it's always strange watching stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's unfortunate too because that was not a movie that's like up my alley. You know, yeah, it's it's a yeah. weird one that I'm like not into, and so I watched it once and was like, oh, I'm glad that I watched that for Heath, but you know, yeah. regularly it wouldn't be something that I'm into. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, John Candy didn't have much after this, and uh, gosh, he's just the ultimate family comedic actor he was so good you are the last true family man (laughs) that's chevy chase yeah but yeah Yeah. good stuff man Uh, so there you go yeah i I think that i think that's about it oh and then they zoom in oh and then they zoom in on uh the picture that used to be up of uh darice's dad and up above it now is the four of them and it's can we say something it's a really good photo it is a great photo. They all look fantastic. You know, I thought about Dougie that. Dougie Doug, though. What was that? Dougie Doug. Oh, yeah. Looked really good. Senka. Um, mm. 
I thought about that when I was wa- looking at that picture when the movie was about to end. How hilarious would that be to get that black and white photo and frame it and just put it up in your house? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so gold. Like I shouldn't have that even said it. I shouldn't have really said it on funny. here. Might have to edit that out because uh, I want somebody to come into my house and just like go into like my bedroom or something like that. And just over my desk is like maybe a picture of me winning some track meet in high school or, you know, or, you know, middle school. I definitely didn't win any track meets in high school. Um, and then, yeah, just that picture right next to it. It's so good. Gosh, that is a really good bit though, man. Cause you could do multiple things like that. Like if you had just like a picture of Macaulay Culkin from like, as a kid <laughs> framed, <laughs> he's like, why do you have Macaulay like, Culkin? A mantle with like a bunch of pictures of like your family, like our niece and just yeah. like a bunch of, and then just a picture of Macaulay Culkin. And you're like, what? Oh gosh. I'm trying to think there's like, I mean, there's plenty of those though, but like that, that would be a good one. That black and white photo. Cause that's so obscure that people wouldn't know what it was. They'd be like, Oh, nice. Like, yeah, that was that was a long time ago, though. <laughs> you could just make up something. But then somebody's going to come in and be like, is that the picture from Cool Runnings? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nice, dude. Good nice. work. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Good movie. Great, Great well, movie. Cool Runnings. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, I think that I think that it hit me so hard in the feels later on in the movie, and I didn't expect it to happen. Me too. Yeah, like, me too. Because it was just... Oh my gosh, this movie is so good. Yeah. And then it gets me so excited to watch the Olympics. Me too. You know what I mean? I know. So, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but here, okay, well, big question. Is this movie better or worse than School of Rock? Uh, you know, I'd say it rivals on certain feels that it gives you. Um, it's definitely not as good as School of Rock, but... Uh, you know, it definitely has qualities that puts it in the conversation. You know, I don't think it's really a conversation, like, a you know, a tough decision, but um, I think it's up there. It's on the podium. It's on the podium. Yeah, wouldn't have qualified no. for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. DQ'd. No, it's, I mean, yeah. It's not nearly as good as School of Rock. Do you think that Jack Black could have been anywhere in this movie? John Candy's kind of the the good, the one you feel like you could sub out, but there's no way I'm going to sub John Candy. Yeah, you're not going to sub John movie. Candy. And also, that role wasn't that comedic anyway. So. Yeah, he wouldn't have done too great in it. Um, oh, you know what? He would. Replace him with the the guy from East Germany. Yeah, those silly Jamaicans. Yeah, you could have that. You could have Jack. Black <laughs> that would be the best. I just love out. to see him in a in a onesie. You know, like the little the little uniforms that they wear. Get Jack Black into one of those. Film him running around. I'm laughing. If, if they could film, if they could edit, like an all Jack Black team, it's just four Jack Blacks <laughs> getting ready to suit up. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then Coach Sneebly. Yes, exactly. There you go. I think that we actually misquoted something a while back. I was listening to one of our previous episodes, and we kept referring to him as Ned Schneebly. And while Ned Schneebly is the name he goes by, his name is really Dewey Finn. So Dewey Finn, yeah. Just to, yeah, just to correct ourselves in a previous podcast. Make sure nobody We understand there, that yeah. his name is Dewey Finn, but he goes by I Ned I know Schneebly a lot of our fans, of you know, are huge really, Rock fans. So. Yeah, we want to make we know sure that, that we. You guys were really ticked about that particular 
moment in the film. So, um, great job. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Well that concludes our discussion of the film. Cool runnings looking very much forward to the next couple of weeks and talking about a few more classic winter Olympic movies, but we're now going to discuss the film, the Cloverfield paradox for just a short amount of time, just to vent about it for a few minutes. So if you haven't seen it and you plan on watching it, do not listen any further because we are going into full spoilers from this point forward. So you have been warned. Uh, okay. So what was your, I, I don't know, man. I think that I was really on board with the Cloverfield paradox. Obviously I think that, uh, I was super excited for it and the idea behind it is great. And the fact that they go into space and that they're trying some particle accelerator and they rip into another dimension, all of that works for me. I love the premise. I think it's fantastic. A lot of it is just the execution was a little bit weird Yeah, and it felt, it felt like somebody was just sitting there like throwing crazy ideas. Like what if some guy's arm went into a wall and then it got cut off and then it started communicating with you or, Oh, okay. And then some lady goes into a thing and it fills up with water and then a door opens in a space and she freezes, See, which was, was a, a beautiful scene. It was That scene was awesome. That scene was awesome. But it's like, why is it happening? I don't know. It's, it, you know it what I mean? always, it all was really loose and really weird. And you know, the guy's arm goes into the wall and then there's some like, it's like the spaceship is trying to, or like, you know, the thing that they're on is trying to like kill them. But then that's never really like resolved a lot of that stuff. Like there's some presence on there, but then that was never really explained. And yeah, it's like, what is this? Is this alternate dimension just messing with them? Yeah, you know, it's, it's like really the two dimensions weird. like interacting with each other are just not resolved. And if two dimensions, if two different dimensions were acting with or, you know, trying to figure one another out, I, I just don't see the things that happened happening. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, it just didn't seem like that. That nothing was really of an explained idea. too well, you know? Um, yeah, I think it was really, really good. Um, all the way up through the point where like the guy's body starts being weird and like his eye starts going weird ways and all of that, I was like totally on board. I was like, whoa, what's happening? And then after that, like the worms come out of him and stuff and that was all really strange. Like after that point, like the arm thing and the arm getting cut off, like that's when it kind of started to lose me a little bit. And I was like, okay. And all the stuff going on on earth, I think I was pretty cool with. It's pretty cool with all that, but, uh, yeah, it just, yeah. And then also like they were walking out in space in their space suits, but like there was no zero gravity whatsoever. Like they weren't like floating around. They were just like walking normal, like through space. Like they're outside, but they're just like kind of walking around jumping and stuff. Um, it like a lot of it just kind of didn't make sense to me a little bit. Like also like the window cracked. And I would assume if, like, a window cracked on a space station and air started coming out, like, everything would just, like, immediately freeze or something like that. Like, isn't that... That's what I would assume, but, like, that's not the case. And then she just gets sucked out, and she, then she... Clo- I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff near the end that I was kind of like, did you guys think about this? Did you guys... I feel like there's a lot of lot of little holes in the plot and the holes in the movie that I could kind of... I could sit and nitpick all day. But mm-hmm. it kind of felt like at the end of it, I was almost like, dang it, that was a Cloverfield movie. Like when the thing popped up at the end, I was like, ah, I would have been so happy if that wouldn't have happened and made it a part of that world. 
Okay, so, well, the thing is, is that this movie was supposed to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. I think that they, they wrote this, and I, I remember J.J. saying something to the effect of this was supposed to be its own movie, and then part of the way through even filming, none of the actors knew that this was tied to Cloverfield until it came out. Um, but they they decided late in the game that they wanted to tie it to Cloverfield. And so it kind of is an interesting movie because it's like they tacked it on at the end. And so it just doesn't work in that way. And, and like all the ties that it has to Cloverfield are just really loose and it just makes it all the more confusing. I know. You know, because with 10 Cloverfield Lane, like the tie in with the aliens attacking or whatever, you're like, Oh well, you know, cool. Yeah, that's so. That's this is years after something, and there's something more going down. Okay, I'm, I'm getting into that. With this, it's like, you know, if the world is in an energy crisis and people are trying to figure this thing out, and Germany is supposedly like invading Russia or uh, the UK or something, I, I can't remember. It yeah, seemed like they were at war. With, it seemed like exact. It seemed like World War Two was just happening again. Uh-huh. They're like fighting a two sided war or something. Um, like that was really strange to me. I was like, I, I think that's a great premise. I think it's awesome. It just was like tying that into the Cloverfield thing. It's like I feel like because we dude, Cloverfield, like the original one, everybody just had seemed, nothing. Yeah, it had none of that. It's just normal. Every everything seemed like it was present day. Everything seemed like it was normal modern day world. With none of that happening. Like, everything, there was no mention of any of that. It didn't seem like the world was in some crazy energy crisis and that the world was at war and all this stuff. It just seemed like some people were having a party in New York and freaking aliens attacked. And it's crazy. Yeah. And so having all that be a part of kind of the lore of it now is just like, eh, dang it. It just, it's super confusing, Yeah, you know? It's just like, it's like they threw that on there, and it's like, I don't know if I want that to even be a thing. Because I'm it. really into Cloverfield. I thought that Cloverfield was so good. And so I really like, you know, kind of, you know, postulating and just theorizing about, like, what's really going on. And so uh, this kind of this ruined parts of it for me. It's like thinking about it more and more. Um, and so that was, that was kind of weird. I did like the, the idea that there's two different wars, two different worlds that they're, you know, and they're seeing this one and that, um, I kind of like didn't, I thought that the thing about her wanting to go see her kids on the other planet was kind of stupid. It's like, I don't know. I get it, but what are you going to do? Go leave and go live on this other, you know, on this other earth with that, another see, that you? That was like, like, that was the one point where I was like, man, you would know better. You would you would. You would be like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could go see my kids, but I have to go back. Because, yeah, you know what I mean? And, one, like, one, and uh, like, yeah, if, okay, if her husband died too, okay, maybe. Then it's justified. But it's but like, she has a you husband. have a husband back there who's trying to survive. Like, you got to go back for him. You love him. And that, even if yeah. it's just that version of him, like, you still love that version. And if you leave him, he's going to be alone. Like, you're going to not be there. And he already lost his kids. So, like, that's where I had the problem with it, was the husband. Like. You're just going to leave him and just go do that. But one thing that one thing that I kind of just thought about that makes me feel a little bit better is what if that world that she was trying to go to is the world that we saw in the original Cloverfield where like things really weren't that bad or like affected. Right? Or was that the world that had like a big mm, war It was going supposed on? it was way worse than the other world. It was? Was that the one with the war going yeah. on? 
Yeah, there was a big war already going on. They were uh, talking about war breaking out in this one, but the war had already started in the other one. Uh, then so. it's just all botched. Yeah, it's yeah. It just was. It was weird. Um, I feel like I I want to just make sure I, we talked about everything before I get into my biggest problem, which has to be yours too. You go ahead. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought that yeah, they're just you know who I do I do love Daniel Bruhl though. I love seeing that guy in anything. Who? The German guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the German like, guy. I like he him, is too. G- Daniel Bruhl. Yeah. Yeah. He is such a good actor. Put him in everything. I love him. Um, he's great. And the, the British guy, what was with that? It's like, I get it. He's supposed to be the funny part of the movie. And, like, I thought his character was actually was really funny. Irish? I enjoyed a lot was of the stuff. Was he Irish? Maybe he was Irish. Yeah, he was excuse Irish. me. Um, well, like, this, a lot of the stuff that happened to was he Irish or Scottish? I don't know, maybe Scott. But yeah, man, like the arm getting ripped off and then him just like not acknowledging it the rest of the movie. He's just kind of like, oh, I'm down in the cellar now working hard to save us. And I just like, well, don't even, it was weird. And we, I, mean, I, 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 I was on board with like most of the stuff that he was doing. It's more just that I couldn't understand how this guy was on this mission. Yeah. Like this guy does not seem like the caliber of human being that would be on this mission, yeah. you know? Because he just had like a lot of... You know, he kind of acted like a bonehead a lot of the time. Yeah. It's like, what, is this the engineer on the ship? You know? Yeah. He seems a little, little weird. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that was, yeah, I had a lot of problems with that. But most of the characters were pretty good, and I thought it was pretty well acted. Performances were good. Yeah, performances were pretty um, good. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah, I really liked the Chinese girl. I can't remember what that actress's name is. Wasn't prepared to talk about Clover She was in. Tonight, she but... was in Kill Bill, wasn't she? She was in Memoirs of a Geisha, and... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Yeah. That's her? Yeah, that's her. Can't remember her name. But she's great. Yeah, she was great. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of it's just that... uh, I think, honestly, this movie's better if it's not tied to Cloverfield, honestly. You know what she's in? She's the bad guy in Rush Hour 2. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I had to, like, scan for a second. She she is the bad guy from Rush Hour 2. Great. Anyway. Uh, Very attractive. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, I think that, yeah, I think that this movie is better served if it's not attached to Cloverfield, honestly. I think so too. Cause they, they would have had to rewrite it because what was it, it just what doesn't your, make sense. What was your biggest problem? Why the heck is that thing so tall? It's above the cloud line? Give me a break. Yeah, I know. It was, it was like Godzilla size in, you know. Oh, it, that's more than Godzilla no, size, it, dude. Well, it was like I no, mean, it th- was Godzilla size in the original. It was like you know maybe as tall oh, yeah, as like yeah. a pretty tall skyscraper. Like it wouldn't be as tall as the Empire State Building, but it'd be like pretty tall. You know, like that's that's how I that's how it actually was in Cloverfield. Like he it picked him up. Like you saw like scale and size pretty much. Yeah, if that thing was that tall and picking up that guy. I mean, he would be like a little speck on his hand. Dude, if that, like, seriously, if that thing is the size that it is in that movie, you could see it walking on a state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> picture, like, picture Kentucky. That thing is covering a large its mass of the state. foot is covering half Even, of Kentucky. Maybe. Seriously, man, that's so tall. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's miles tall. It's ridiculous. And, I, I, and I don't even, know, even I don't know where the like, cloud line starts. I don't know where, where the cloud line starts, but it's huge. That's way too big. That's stupid. It's way even too big. if it's so tall that it can jump and get above the cloud line. Like maybe, it, you know, even if they're thinking that's the case, that's still 
way too tall, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's, there's no way that that thing size and scale from the original one can do that unless it's like another one that is on earth. That's yeah. Like bigger ones came bigger. in or something, but that's, and the, you know, if that's the thing that they're like, Oh, and the, the things came in, then they got, they, then they grew. That's how it happened. And at the end you of the know, day, I'd the like, directors and the producers fine. and the writers can say anything they want to make it work. You know, but none of us know, but nothing's explained to us. And, you know, we're sitting here going, what, you know, because and that's the thing. It's kind of like the Leia thing in the like Last Jedi, you know? Yeah. It's like if that were not part of the movie, I probably would have walked away going, man, that Cloverfield Paradox movie was actually pretty fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's pretty it good. Was, it's like there are parts of it that I didn't love about it. But that I was like, that was stupid. And it was the last scene of the movie. You know, but I still don't think even with that, if they would have taken that out, I still don't think this movie would have met the expectations that I had for it. It just kind of, but they are making, well, they are making another one though. They're making like an actual theater Cloverfield movie that supposedly is going to explain more, but well, I I don't know. I don't know. What can you do? I don't know either, man. What can you do? I do I do enjoy the idea of Cloverfield that it is these isolated incidents that are all related to one another that don't really like show the big picture. Like I think that that's fun. I just think that this one did way too much explaining of a big picture that's not what I thought at all. And I don't think is a good idea either, you know. That's well, I you know what's funny they, because it relates. It honestly does. I don't want to have this discussion right now, but it relates a lot to Last Jedi for me. Because yeah. the way I think that you feel about that is kind of the way that I feel about Last Jedi. And I have a hard time. When when big studios do this, they make decisions, um, and you're so excited about something, and you have a great expectation of wow, about what it could be, and the idea is so far removed from what you thought and what honestly could be better, you know? Um, it just, it kind of, it just, it like hurts your feelings a bit because you're like, with this Cloverfield Paradox thing, I'm like, oh, come on. Aren't you like a normal dude like J.J. Abrams or whoever? Like, aren't you like a normal person? Like, how can some of these ideas really fit in your head, you know? Like, can't you understand that it shouldn't be like that, <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's totally. just weird. Yeah. I agree. Well, and like, you know, and this, and this, it's one of those things where it's like, I think that it's a good idea, the energy crisis and having a war going on back at home and these people up in space. It just doesn't work with Cloverfield. No. It, it like, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh-huh. And then I heard somebody say that, like, this is supposed to take place after Cloverfield. And it's like, well, okay, what? Is nobody acknowledging the fact that, like, a giant thing tore through New York then, like, years past? I mean, it's just, it just seems so, like, not organized and, like, doesn't, it's not a cohesive story at all. Yeah. That... And it's like, if they try to connect it later on, that's fine. But I, in my mind, I know that you guys don't know, yeah. really, that you're making stuff up as you go and there's no big picture. And that's the biggest problem is that when yeah. there's no big picture, it just is so loose and it's so frustrating. It's like, 
You know, I never doubt Harry Potter because Harry Potter is a long story and all of it ties into one another. And I know that she had a beginning and an end. When I watched Lord of the Rings, it had a beginning and an end. And like Cloverfield, it's like, what, where, do you even know what happened? Like, you just wrote these independent stories that you have no idea what's going on in the universe. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, that's don't try to explain it loose. in some BS way that doesn't make sense with that. That's everything. when things get, you know, loose. and that's also, and yeah. I, I acknowledge what you said about The Last Jedi because that is a big thing with The Last Jedi. It's like they, that Ryan Johnson did there isn't there isn't a character there isn't a story arc that they came up with yeah they're all being independently written yeah and so it's like ryan johnson just wrote his own movie and jj abrams didn't have an ending for what he came up with in the force awakens which i didn't realize which severely pisses me off but you know regardless um something like this it's like Gosh, can somebody just have a big idea here that like we're you're tying I know. these can all you into? Just, can so you things all sit, can at least be before this starts. Can you all sit in a boardroom and just come up with one big beginning and one big end, and just know that like everything has to fit in between that spectrum? You know, everything we do, and we don't need it. has to be here instead of just like, hey, I have a cool idea. Let's take off with this and see where it goes. You know, it's like ah, come on. We don't need it to be all like completely like picture perfect no. and neat, but it's like at least have like a loose storyline here or some sort of some sort of map going on where you're <laughs> like, okay, and this is here timeline kind have of have a point. <laughs> <laughs> when you're showing off these stories, here's the, have a point. Uh, Makes it so much easier for the listener. Um, yeah, it's, seriously though, that's what I would like to tell movie studios. When I you're writing like these do, big stories, yeah. have an end. It makes it so much better for the, for the viewer, viewer, knowing that we can trust you, Dude, that you have somewhere that you're going. You know, because we, we just talked about all this, but, like, you know, it's like comparing Breaking Bad and Dexter, you know? Breaking Bad, lost. Uh, super serious show, but it's incredible because it just, beginning to end, it has... A you great, get an idea that they had that, they had that last yeah. episode written when they started and Dexter it. all of a sudden just kind of goes... Whoa, what is happening now? Okay, I'll try to hop on board mm-hmm. and then I'll, oh, okay, I'll try to hop on board. And then by the end, you're like, uh, okay, well, why did I watch all that? <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, man, it was a little disappointing. And I definitely was, I've been more disappointed with Cloverfield as time's gone on a little bit. Like after watching it, I kind of accepted it and was like, okay, well. There you go. But then as like a day's gone by, I'm like, uh, man. It makes you more and more angry that that's really what the, you know, that's what happened. Yeah, it's that's like, what happened. So whatever, though. Yeah. Hey, it's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what we got. Yeah. It's whatever. And, it's uh, you know, maybe somebody loves it. And if it if it hit somebody's expectations and they just loved it, then heck, yeah. You know, that's great. It pleased somebody. Didn't me, didn't please me, but, uh, you know, what can you do? I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that legitimately like loved this. I think so too. You know what I mean? I think so too. Yeah. It's like anybody that has positive things about this is going to say it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, it's fine. It should have just stayed titled the God particle and they should have just released it a separate movie and there you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. It's like, uh, because yeah. they did the same thing with 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane was originally called The Cellar, and then J.J. Abrams loved the script and turn, you know, kind of tacked on Cloverfield to it, and that one really worked. Like, really worked. That was the best. Probably would have done better if they just wouldn't have changed the name and had people gone to that 
and then you found out that it was tied to Cloverfield the whole yeah, time. Yeah, have like have, have at the very end low. the camera kind of zooms in on the street that it was all happening and it just says like Cloverfield Lane and you're like, "Oh, yeah. you know, something like that." It'd be sick. Yeah. Because then when I went into 10 Cloverfield Lane, I knew that she was going to get up to the surface and that she was going to find that there were like aliens or whatever or beings from a different dimension yeah. invading whatever you would you want to call them, but yeah. Kind of just I, wishing that, that was, there was no dimension thing and that there were just aliens. Uh, I think the I think the opening of the dimension works. I think it's I think it's good. You know, I'd say it worked. Uh, it worked better in Interstellar for me. Not so much in this one, but it's kind of like The Mist. You know oh, what I mean? Oh gosh, that movie! Oh my gosh, dude, The Mist is it horrifying. Is brutal. That movie is just brutal, beginning to end. That ginger kid oh. that gets like, oh man, it's horrible. Gets sucked what out, happens to right? Him. Then he get like sucked out. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, that tentacle comes in and then oh. it grabs him, and then he slowly gets dragged out. This is my life now. <laughs> I'm now. <laughs> I'm gonna know, get ripped apart by a I'm, giant tentacle. I'm going. I'm going with the tentacle now. Now I'm. God knows what happened to him. Who knows how long he was alive out there? Maybe they played with him. I don't know. Oh, it's terrible. All right. Great times. <laughs> yeah. No, that was great, though. Good podcast, and I'm happy that we kind of split it up a little bit and got to get our thoughts out on that. Um, and, you know, back to the Winter Olympics. We're both stoked that these are happening. So this is just a great month to be a part of. We have some really fun movies to talk about. Uh, a couple movies. Uh, I know there's definitely one movie that's that's coming out this, this month in theaters that we're really stoked to talk about. So um, got some good material for you all coming out. Yeah. Yeah, the next episode will be great, regardless. The next three movies are fantastic, so this month will be fantastic. Absolutely. Which I'm excited for. So um, feel free to check us out on social media. we got our Instagram up, Facebook, Professor Jones. Feel free to like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, Instagram is Professor, Professor Podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Professor Podcast. Uh, Snapchat, not up yet. <laughs> website uh, snapchat totally updated snapchat yeah our website is completely updated so check that out it's all up <laughs> um and uh yeah i think the biggest thing is itunes please like and subscribe and leave a review if you want if you like what we're saying or um yeah but yeah we'd really appreciate it so good times all right well thanks a lot for listening guys much appreciated until next week we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time Cool runnings!